Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? This is Lisa Edwards of Exclusive Career Coaching. So I'm so glad you're with me today. As I always say, I want to be your job search coach. So let me help you with this process. And one of the pieces of this kind of career management um, that we talk about every week is leadership. How can you become a leader? How can you behave as a leader once you are in a leadership role? And then how can you leverage that leadership as you look for your first or your next position in your career? So I have asked someone that I know well here from Tallahassee, who was my intern. Um, I don't know when, you'll have to tell them. Um, But this is Melissa Black. So Melissa, would you tell them something about yourself? Yeah. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Melissa Black. I interned for Miss Lisa around October of 2017 to earlier 2018. Uh, Um, So not too long ago. But I'm a senior at Florida State studying editing, writing, and media and public relations. Uh, This is my last semester, sadly. But throughout my years, I've been involved in a few organizations, um, with my most prominent being an online publication called Her Campus, where I now serve as editor-in-chief. So we we want to talk today about leadership, and Melissa's perspective is specifically around, you know, as a college student. So those of you that are already or currently in college, you're going to really benefit, especially if you're early in your college career, really benefit from this conversation. But keep in mind that everything we talk about is going to be applicable for those of you that are out in your career already and you're trying to be positioned as a leader within your company. So, you know, you can just translate campus organizations to community organizations and it's going to work exactly the same. So the first thing we want to talk about is how do you pick what to get involved in? So you're new to college campus or you're new to the community. You go to some sort of event. Um, I was just at, last week I was down at Cascade Park when they had the Discover Tallahassee, and it's all these kind of community things, and I know they do one on campus for campus organizations. So you're a freshman, let's say, or you're a recent college graduate going to a new town, start your career, and you've got all these options. How do you know what to pick? Always start with what you like. So whether that's writing, taking pictures, knitting, languages, I'm sure that there's something there, especially on a college campus, Um, that you can get involved in that's surrounded or that centers on those kinds of interests. If you don't want to go that route, I would always go the professional route. So like things that you think you want to study while you're in college or a career you may want to pursue after. They have those types of organizations as well. And those organizations are good for meeting people in college that can help you after. One thing I can tell you about, I, I think, any college campus on the face of the earth is that there are more organizations than you can possibly imagine, and they are for every interest and every kind of belief system and focus and any of those kind of things. So you're never going to suffer from a lack of things to do. And communities are the same way. If you're not familiar with Meetup, that's a great site to go on. And it's, it's global, as far as I know, at least in the U.S., And you can go on there and put in criteria for kind of what kind of groups you're interested in. And I've done that certainly here in Tallahassee, and I get notices whenever a new organization pops up that is in the kind of realm that I've expressed an interest in. So you've got some really good resources there for finding out about what is available out there, what the options are. 
So we talked about this before we started recording, kind of this idea of picking a couple things that you can really go deep in as opposed to maybe joining six or eight things that you can't really do much with. What would you say about that? Right. So when you're in college and you're thinking about your future career after, one of the things to keep in mind is that a person looking at your resume or what you've done would much rather see you be involved in two to three organizations and move up in the rankings as opposed to being just a member of 10 organizations that are semi-relevant to the workforce or to this specific job. Yeah, and the other thing with your resume is that if you have gotten involved and you've taken on leadership roles and you've chaired committees and those kind of things, then that can go on your resume. You're not going to have that kind of content if all you did was I joined these things I was a member of. So, and from an employer's perspective, having hired many, many people over the years, I would much rather see that depth and that breadth. So you've Pick some organizations, maybe maybe a couple, at least to get started with until you kind of figure out. So if you're new to college, you've got, oh, there's a big learning curve, right? Mm-hmm. Would you Definitely. <laughs> got to figure out this whole, you know, college schedule thing, but you also have to figure out now I have a roommate and now I have all this freedom and, and now mom and dad aren't downstairs. And, <laughs> and if you're new in a community and you've just started a job in a new city, it's kind of the same thing. You've got to figure this new job out and figure out the lay of the land. So you don't want to get too involved and kind of get in over your head. All right, so then you're in this organization, you're really interested in stepping into a leadership role. How do you let it be known that you want that? For me, it was having that open conversation with the leaders who are already in the organization. Um, Just letting them know that you're interested, you're passionate, and especially letting them know the skills or the passions and abilities that you have to bring to the organization and how you plan on utilizing those. Um, it's just making sure that they know who you are and what you're doing there. Yeah, and in my experience, uh, you typically take on a leadership role before there's a title to go with it, and then you prove yourself, and then the title comes. Right. I, I don't recommend waiting until you get some title in order to, to do leadership. Leadership is should be kind of from day one coming out of you. Would you agree? I agree, and so it's kind of like initiating... Um, conversations whenever possible, giving your opinion, volunteering for events. It's just doing the extra step before you need to, Mm -hmm. which shows that you're able to and that you want to when the time comes to step up as a leader. So talking about her campus, and so you at some point, I assume, were kind of in there at the ground level, (laughs) right? Okay, so how, tell us a little bit about how it went from there to, you know, your first leadership role. Yeah. Um, well, I started as a staff writer, which is basically the entry-level position of her campus. And I, my first semester, I just kind of sat there and got to, <laughs> to be honest, I just learned um, about the organization and how it worked my first semester. Then the next semester, I volunteered to work one of our events. After that, I joined the social team. And then I tried to know, get to know the social media director, and I became a junior social media director. And from there, I was on exec, and then it was just little steps just started coming. People started knowing who I was and, like, that I was also passionate about her campus and what it meant for college women, and then when the time came, I was lucky enough to get the position that I have now. So I think the message there that I'm hearing is don't expect to go from, I just joined the organization to the top role. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about taking those baby steps and proving yourself along the way. Would you agree? Right. Yes. No, Definitely. 
So then the next question is, how do you succeed once you're in that leadership role? So what are some tips from, from that experience with, with her campus or other organizations that you've been involved in, in terms of how you were able to move up like that? Yeah, I mean, it's just clear communication. Um, always talking to the people who are on the same level as you or below you or above you. Um, just letting them know your expectations, what you can do for them, especially because people are always wondering what you could do for them. Um, and then as a leader, it's just, like I said, being clear, being available um, to answer any kinds of questions or concerns, and also being understanding um, because you may be working with lots of different people with different backgrounds, so you can't streamline the way that you respond to certain situations. One of the things I've experienced as a leader is that the follow through is a critical piece. So, you know, whenever they give you that first kind of thing, I think back when I was involved in Rotary, back when I lived in Missouri, and they put me in the chair of a, a fairly small, kind of insignificant committee, but I did my job and I did it well. So then the next thing you know, they made me the chair of the Duck Dash, which was one of the two main fundraising organizations or fundraising events that we had during the year. And um, I was able to kind of think outside the box, do things a little bit differently, but not like completely do a 180 because the, the people in that group would have revolted if I'd have changed things too much. But I did make some positive changes and we ended up raising more money than we ever had with that organization, um, with that event for the various organizations that we supported. And so I, I proved that I had those follow through skills. I could, I could think kind of differently I hate the outside of the box term so I'm trying not to use it but that idea of how can we you know how can I put a spin on this thing while still respecting the traditions and the history of this thing right. does that make sense yeah it's getting creative yeah so any other tips for kind of showing up as the best version of yourself as a leader so that you you know kind of are able to do the job and you get kind of asked to do the next level I mean, I think your passion will show through if it's something that you truly care about. Um, and that's going to come without effort because I was passionate about the message behind her campus and that it supported college women. And I think that that really showed in my volunteer work and in whenever I would offer to help more than necessary. Um, so, yeah. And I think that really comes back around to the first point we made about finding something that you're really passionate about and getting involved in one or two things and not trying to spread yourself too thin. It's going to be really hard to have that passion if it's a, a thing that doesn't interest you, an activity or a, a, a business field that you really have no interest in and, and you're like my, my friend trying to just try to join it to, you know, meet dudes or whatever. <laughs> it's just not going to. It's probably not going to work. It's going to blow up in your face is what's going to happen, I think. All right. So as you are now getting ready to graduate, and I know that you're applying to graduate yes. school, so tell them about tell them about that, and then we want to talk about how do you leverage this leadership experience um, as you move forward. So tell us what yeah. grad school looks like. Grad school is waiting to accept me. <laughs> um, I'm actually waiting to hear back from a state school, and... Uh, if that doesn't work out, I plan on <laughs> pursuing a career. But either way, um, I think that the leadership skills I've built during college have or will give me kind of a one-up when it comes to these applications because it shows that I've not only learned my academics, right? I've learned these skills that are applicable in a sort of group dynamic, which is a lot of what 
the real world is. Um, in a lot of situations, you're not just going to be solely working by yourself. So that's what leadership skills show. They also show managerial skills, um, which I might be going to an entry-level position, but it also tells them that I can handle my own assignments. Well, and I see a lot of my younger clients, even when they're 23, 24, 25, they're managing something. I've got a client right now who's about 25, and she has on a couple of occasions in jobs managed interns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if it's just part-time, like the high school kids come in and work over the summer at this company, you still have an opportunity to manage people, and that's a great stepping stone to manage the full-time employees down the road. Right. I think it also shows that if you are in a leadership position, you've been able to manage other people, but that they can rely on you. So you know what, what their job is sort of like to manage you. Mm -hmm. um, so that gives a different kind of perspective. Absolutely. So when you think about how you are going to market your leadership skills and how you're going to tell your story to a prospective employer and how you're going to say that in written form as part of your brand, what's that going to look like for you? I mean, I think for me, it's playing all of the parts. It's being where I need to be um, or where they want me to be. So if they want me to be front and center of the stage, I will be and I'll be confident about it. But if they want me to play a supporting role or pull the curtains backstage, I'll be happy to do that as well. And I think showing that kind of versatility is what will help me stand out. Absolutely. I love that. And, and one of the things that I talk about with, especially when I was in high school or in college, working with college students, is that you know, they want you to be well-rounded. And so, you know, students would come in and say, oh, you know, but I've never worked a part-time job. Well, what do you have? So if you've got a really good GPA and you've been really involved on campus, we're good. You've maybe done an internship or two or three. Um, if you, maybe you've worked full-time while you were in school and so you're a little weak on the activities, but maybe you did one thing in the activities and you did it really well and you did well in your school. So, that balance from an employer's perspective is going to be much more important than somebody who nails down a 4.0 and never interacts with other students right. in an organization, never gets a part-time job, any of that kind of thing. Is that something kind of you've, you, have you seen that with people where they've, they've had maybe been weak in one area but made up for it in another? Yeah, I think with a lot of my friends, a lot of them have to choose between working and mm -hmm. um, activities. So what most of them will do is they'll leverage their part-time job. So Maybe they're a part-time waitress, but then they've moved up to whatever the second, not mm -hmm. manager, but above a waitress is. And that shows progression and that shows leadership in itself. So um, I definitely agree with you that balancing that is critical because you don't want to be too one-sided and not show that you have those skills. Exactly, yeah. Um, sometimes that's been a bullet point on some of the recent college graduate resumes that I've written. Like I, I worked 30 hours a week consistently while maintaining X GPA. And that really tells an employer that you can, you know, juggle multiple things at one time. Right. So what are you, as we kind of wrap this up today, what are you most looking forward to as you graduate from FSU and what are you most sort of trepidatious about? Um, I'll start with what I'm terrified of. <laughs> the real world? <laughs> um, just, I guess, stepping out of that safety net because for since high school, it's been, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a student. And they're like, oh, okay, that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. You've got school going on. But if I am not a student anymore... Then it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I have to get a big girl job. Like, 
that is what I'm most terrified about. But at the same time, it's also what I'm most excited for because that means that I get to really kickstart my career and get to build on these skills and hopefully go to a new city, meet some people. So. And so what's the program that you have applied for for grad school? Um, It's a communications master's. So. And what's the main reason you're going straight off to grad school? Um, let's see. That's probably because I did get to graduate undergrad a little bit early. And I also just am a fan of learning. So <laughs> it's kind of nerdy of me to say, but I do like learning and I don't want to stop for a little while. So very cool. cool. Very cool. Well, as I said at the outset, I want to be your career coach. So shoot me a question. If you have a question for Melissa, I'm sure she'd be glad to answer it. I can forward that to her. Or you can email me at Lisa, that's L-E-S-A, at ExclusiveCareerCoaching.com, and we will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.